Hey y'all, this is CJ. Welcome back to Nothing Easy is Worth Having. Another important part to mental illnesses is suicidal thoughts. I'm not going to sugarcoat this topic at all because it is what it is. And like I said, it's my story. And it just needs to be put out there because I know there are uh, millions of people who have had them. I've had several suicidal thoughts often uh, throughout all um, these many years of depression, even recently. And just because a person is on medication does not mean that they will not have suicidal thoughts. That actually can be one of the side effects. As crazy as it sounds, it definitely can. And so I just want to put that out there. So don't think because a person is um, is on medication that the medication is going to stop them from having suicidal thoughts because that is not true at all. That is not true at all. And so um, I've had several. Um, I want to tell a story about when I had first. This is when I was in the Army. I had just... It was right when I had got enlisted. And so it was this guy, you know, it was the first um, day I was going there to do training or whatever. And we had to do PT. And so we had to do a PT test. And, you know, that consists of, at the time, because this was before basic training and stuff, uh, one mile and then however many push-ups and sit-ups that you have to complete for your age and your height and being a female or male. So, you know, I'm doing the PC test. We had to do it again because they miscalculated. And so we end up having to run twice actually. But, um, and so at this time, and I'm going to tell you, I had just, uh, got enlisted or whatever. And I had also just lost around 20 pounds or 25 pounds which sounds crazy but I was in college and so you know how they say freshman 15 uh I wasn't a freshman when I in college when I got into the army I was a little bit older but I gained freshman 15 and probably a few extra pounds as well but I had to lose all that because of my height me being a female and my age and so I was working hard to lose the weight I lost the weight I lost like uh, 20 or more pounds, you know, cause I think maybe around the time I was like 170 and I got down to 145 or whatever. So I worked hard to lose that weight. But one thing was I never was a runner. I never was a runner. You know, I, it just, it just wasn't me, but a lot of the people that got enlisted in the army were like high schoolers that ran track and played sports and all this. So it's like, I ain't finna try to keep up with them, but I'm going to do what I got to do to, you know, be fit and healthy or whatever. Okay. And so this is the second time we running around and I was like, man, I'm dying. Like I was jogging. I had got uh, considerably slower, but I was still jogging him and some other people, this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but this guy and some other the battle buddies, they were like, they came back to run with me because I think I was one of the last people or either or either the last, you know, but like I said, I was not a runner. So, man, that drain, 
the like I was tired and in pain, but I kept running just slowly, just like really slow. And so he came back and ran ran with me along. It's like, oh, you can do it, you can do it, you got it, you got it. At the end, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Like my chest was hurting, I was breathing hard or whatever, but I, I did it. And so um, my recruiter he had brought me there because where. We were, it's about like 30 minutes away. I This was my first time there. Mind you, this is my first time there because I just recently got enlisted. Maybe like uh, a, a week or two before probably. Yeah, probably like a week or two before. So yeah, it's like a week or two, a week or two um, after, I mean, uh, my me getting enlisted, I think. And so... My recruiter was like, yeah, you got training here, here, here. And I was like, okay, where is that? I don't know. Like, you know, but it was like uh, maybe 30 minutes away from where I live at. And so he was like, yeah, I'll come and get you because you got to, um, I think you have to be there like by six or something. I can't quite remember. Yes, it was, it was, it was early. I think it's like six. Uh, we had to be there. So he's like, I'm going to come get you you know, whatever, and so he came and got me, got there, but throughout the day, like, later on through the day, he's like, well, I can't take you home, because, um, I have to leave early or whatever, because I think he had to, like, go somewhere else and do some, you know, some army stuff, so, uh, some work somewhere else at another base or something, I'm not sure, but he had to go pretty much to sum it all up, and so I was like, he's like, you know, don't worry, because I'll find somebody that can take you home, whatever. So one the guy, one of the guys, like I said, that had came back to run with me so I could finish my one mile. He came back to run with me, and he, um, he was like, yeah, because I live like on the way. Literally, he's like, literally, like, um, I drop you off and then I just go straight. Which he live, he lived maybe like, uh. 10 minutes away from me probably something like that so on the way home you know we were talking I was like thank you so much for coming back and running with me and I think he was in high school maybe yeah he was just you know telling me that he he wanted to be like a coach or whatever um once he got out the army he wanted to do be a PE teacher or a coach or something like that for a sport. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. He's like, but, you know, he was having problems with his girlfriend. He was having problems with his his parents as well. And so I was like, listen, and I was telling him, I was like, listen, you can do and be anything you want to be. Try not to let anybody discourage you from doing that. I said, I believe in you and I think you can do it. And you just have to believe in yourself. I said, it may be hard, but just pray. And so I'm like, I was like, just pray because everything will be all right. And what he was telling me was everybody was just so hard on him for what he wanted to do. And, and there was like, well, maybe he should stay in the army because, you know, it's a it's a good job or whatever. He'll he'll have money and all this other stuff. Up. But I was like, be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Don't let anybody try to take that away from you because it, it's your life type thing and we just kept talking and talking and then he uh we got to my house and and I was just like um he was like thank you so much for talking to me 
Um, and, you know, I was like, thank you. And thank you for, you know, running with me and then, you know, bringing me home. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, okay, I can't wait to see you, um, next time. And then we could talk and you can tell me how you've been and all this other stuff. So the next time comes around, we're waiting and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see him. Cause I want to ask him. Like I wanted to ask, like I, I thought about him all throughout the, all throughout, uh, the time. But the thing is he had Facebook, but I had just got there, so I wasn't friends with anybody on Facebook or anything like that at the time. And so um, I was like, I I had been thinking about him and if he's okay, because he was just telling me that he just had a lot on his plate. Um, And so I was like, well, I can't wait to talk to him and see him again so I can ask him how he's been. So we get there and we're waiting inside the classroom. And so we're waiting, waiting. And I was like, oh, like, where is he? I was like, I know for a fact he would have been here by now. I'm like, I just know he would have been here by now. So I'm like, just sitting there looking around, looking around. And I was like, no, this is not right because they're about to close the door because everybody's supposed to be here. And so um, I was like, all right, well, and then a sergeant and the chaplain walks in. So the doors close, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe he's running late or something, you know, things happen, anything could have happened, you know, but I hope he's okay. But, and I was like, a chaplain, I was like, maybe they're going to talk to us about a chaplain being in the, being in the army in case we need to talk to them or whatever. But that's what I initially thought. But in the back of my mind, I was like, no, something is wrong. Like I had this feeling that something was wrong. And I was right. I was right. I had this feeling. I was like, okay, maybe the chaplain's just going to talk to us. It's going to be another class. You know, if we need someone to talk to, blah, 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 blah. But like I said, I got that feeling something was wrong and something was wrong. Um, It was like, uh, so, you know, private such, such and such. Uh, it's not going to be here. Um, Private such and such is not going to be here because he committed suicide. And it took everything in me to keep my my tears in. Like, my eyes was watering. And then my friend, she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, it took everything in me. Like, even, I feel like no matter how many times I can talk about this or even think about him. Because... When I talked to him and seen him, I knew he was down, but I tried to encourage him. And that was only my first time meeting him. Like, that was only our first encounter, our first and sadly our last. And so it was like, such and such committed suicide. And I just, so there was like, if anybody needs to talk to the chaplain, then you can stay in here. Uh, Me and my friend, we stayed in there. Uh, we everybody else just went outside and then like once the chaplain asked us I just broke down and cried I just broke down and cried because it was like I could not believe it because it was like you know I was just looking forward to talking to him like I was looking forward to talking to him and, and see how he's been and like and I was like um and I was thinking, I was like, gosh, I should have gave him my number or I should have got his number so I could have checked on him because during that time I was thinking about him, you know, just hoping he was okay. And so um, 
they found out um, he committed suicide. Before he committed suicide, he left a, a note on his Facebook on his Facebook um, page. He made a post about how he pretty much couldn't do it anymore. And the thing that made me so mad about um, how it it was presented to us as him deciding to end his life is because the sergeants was like, well, you know what? He was weak. We're soldiers. We can't um, do this. You have to be strong. And if you and if you're weak minded, you can't be a soldier. You can't do this. That's exactly the reason why I feel like anybody who's going through anything or dealing with a mental um, illness, you are not weak. And it it made me mad that that sergeant said that because he had no idea what this what this boy was going through when he was at home or what his parent how his parents girlfriend whoever else and whoever else was treating him like he had no idea the struggles of this of he had no idea and it makes me mad thinking about it but he had no idea and it just when he called him weak minded and he couldn't handle it and he wasn't a soldier and all this other stuff. So like, how dare you speak on somebody that just passed away? That just passed away. Like you he didn't know the mental hurt he felt. He didn't know the hurt that he felt in his heart. And for him to say that, I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I I could not believe it. You know, I couldn't believe it. And I was I was mad and just over it. It it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And um another thing is I I always felt bad because I I wish I could have said more or done more to maybe help him. And even though I only had met him that one time. It was like, gosh, why didn't I get his number so I can check on him? Or why didn't I ask him for his Facebook so I can message him? Because he was just on my mind. He was on my mind from the time that I had uh, got out of his car until the next time. And then I, it was it was no next time because I didn't get to see him again. And that's something that's just been on my mind for years now because it had it has been about um it has been about eight years I would say since he's passed away. Yeah, seven or eight years I believe it's been since he's passed away. And so it's just gosh, and I think about him often, even as I go through my own depression. I think about him and how I wish that I could have been more encouraging to him or maybe there's something I could have said dif differently to him. It's just always in the back of my mind and it just it hurts every time I think about it. it it's just like it just happened yesterday and I, I still can't believe it. So always be mindful of the things you say to people because you just never know. It could be, uh, I could have helped him for that moment. You know, for that moment that he was feeling that I could have helped him. But I wasn't there to continue to encourage him throughout, you know, his days and the weeks or, you know, whatever. And it, I just wish, I honestly just always have in my mind, I wish I could have done more. 
if you know somebody that's suicidal or you yourself may be suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that's 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. They are available 24 hours every single day. Every single day, 24 hours a day. Whenever you need them, call them, please. Please, if if you're feeling like you're down out on your look, call them. And they also have an online chat in case you don't want to talk and you're on your phone and you want to get on the internet and, um, and chat with them. That way, you can as well. All you have to do is, um, if you want to find it, you can go to uh, suicidepreventionlifeline.org and you can find it there. Like I said, it's 24-7, so if you need help. And I'm going to be honest about this as well because I've talked to uh, people on the suicide prevention uh, line a few times. So um, because I, I'm not going to lie and say that uh, I never had to. I needed the help and I knew and I know I needed to be talked down and so I did it. Don't be afraid to save your life. Don't be afraid to save your life and no one has the right to judge you. No one has the right to judge you. So you need help and you know you need help. Save your life or save somebody else's life. Because you don't want to have to go to their funeral. You don't want to have to see them physically not there. They can be there uh, with you spiritually all day long. But you want to be able to wrap your arms around that person. Tell that person you love them. Kiss and hug them. And just talk to them. Or just, you know, create more memories with that person. So definitely you know somebody or if you yourself if you're having a hard time and you need somebody to talk to 1-800-273-8255 is the number you can call they will talk to you they're very understanding I can say that they are very understanding because like I said I've spoken with them a few times myself because I really needed to um and they will do everything that they can to calm you down, uh, to 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 talk you off that ledge, uh, so to speak. So just you know, keep an eye out for for people who are dealing with the any type of mental crisis because it's important. People are afraid to talk about it, but the truth is. This needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Forget what everybody else says or think about you. You didn't ask for this mental illness. So don't worry about what others others may think of you. But get the help if you need it. Reach out. Get the help. Go try to find somebody to talk to if you don't have a doctor. If you have a, a, a PCP, talk to them so they can refer you to somebody so you can get the help that you need. Okay? Um, because what we want to do here 
is save as many lives as possible. I don't I still don't get why people are afraid of this topic and afraid to talk about it when it needs to be talked about. Too many kids, adults, and older people are out here dying because it there just needs to be more awareness and if people feel like that they can go somewhere to get the help, I guarantee you a lot of people will want to get the help because they don't want to feel the way that they feel. I don't want to feel the way that I feel when I'm going through depression and stuff. So I I know for a fact nobody else does. And that's why they end their life because they're tired of feeling. So if you need, if you or anyone else, you know, needs help, please, I beg you, I beg you, please get the help that you and that person deserve because your life is important. You matter, your friends matter, everybody matters. And never forget that. Alright y'all, this is CJ. Thank y'all for rocking with me with the Nothing Easy is Worth Having. Stay tuned for another episode.